Welcome to the Let's Be Friends podcast. I'm your host, Jocelyn Abrams. Over the next half an hour or so, we're going to talk about everything under the LGBTQ umbrella. So make yourself some coffee, pull up a chair, grab a seat, and let's be friends. The Let's Be Friends podcast is proudly brought to you by Gotti Automotive. Gotti Automotive is located at 1718 Williamson Road, right here in Roanoke. Phone number is area code 540-345-4969. Cautious like the cat. All righty, Let's Be Friends Network. We're talking to Nick from the Southwest Virginia Pride. I told you guys last week, or the week, I'm sorry, the week before, about this amazing organization and nick here is going to tell you all about it nick please hello well thank you i'm nick hudson i'm the director of uh community engagement and public relations for southwest virginia pride just to get things rolling that we have i handle all the community outreach and if there's anything out there in the community be it um, either small little get-togethers, public meetings, things like that, I play a part in it. And also, if anyone out there has anything that they would like to see us do as far as a community outreach standpoint, please don't hesitate to reach out to me, and we'll definitely try and get that on the books and maybe get something rolling if there's a particular event that someone in the community would like to see. I know tomorrow, Saturday, or if you're listening on Sunday, yesterday is the Winter Cotillion. Can you can you tell everyone about that? Yes. Um, it's one of our many fundraisers throughout the year. And this year we're kind of combining a sort of a nice couple's dance with a, we're adding a drag but it's not a drag show per se. It's more of a nice dance to get everybody in, in the community to come and socialize and feel safe and in a safe environment, have some hors d'oeuvres, uh, something to drink, and just enjoy themselves. Feel comfortable and just relaxed. And that's just one of many events that you guys have. Oh, yes. We've actually, you know, we've got a whole list of events coming up. Um, in fact, we, in May, we have our yard sale. So it's another one of our events to support Southwest Virginia Pride. And also in June, we, to give back to the community, we've got our Pride Picnic. It's coming up in June. And then right behind that, we've got our spaghetti dinner in July. That's one of our biggest annual events next to Pride. I I have heard that that is an amazing night, uh, an amazing meal. Oh, and it is. Uh, it's definitely a way to support the the organization and the community. Absolutely. Um, Pumpernickel Pickle comes and that's a mouthful, uh, <laughs> and caters it. And actually, we she does it as a favor to us. So. It's a 
some really good food. Everybody should come out. Tickets are on, are on sale now on our website. And uh, if I'm correct, that one's also held at the uh, War Memorial in Vinton, right? Yes, it's in, it's in the ballroom at the War Memorial. All right, so it's not too far from Rona, right there in town. It's definitely a good way to come and support the community and get out in the community. So I'm yeah. I'm glad to see something like that. And I know um, uh, you also have the the Pride Parade and Festival coming up. Yes, that'll be in October. In fact, we were just ironing out the uh, fine details with the director over at the Salem Civic Center because it has moved from the Venton War Memorial to the Salem Civic Center this this year and for years to come, we hoped we planned. So we have a bigger venue, more vendors, a larger crowd. So we're really looking forward to that. And hopefully that's going to be obviously like like you said the new home for a while yes until god god willing you outgrow it yes and and that's the ultimate goal is to outgrow it so if we first we've outgrown um the vent war memorial and we never thought we would do that but we have in a short three years and now we've got the salem civic center so Nowhere to go but up from there. I was about to say, it It seems like, you know, and and I have only known about um, Southwest Virginia Pride for probably maybe two months, three months. But in that time, I have only heard good things from people within our community to people here in Roanoke. Oh, I, 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 I know them. I, I love them. This is what they do every year. And it's funny, we went to <clears throat> a, a another Pride event uh, at Elmwood Park um, a little bit ago. And uh, a friend of ours, well, a friend of mine, I, I say ours, unfortunately, we're not together anymore. So it's a friend of mine now okay. said, oh, you, you've got to go to the really good one that's in October. And I was like, there's another one? He goes, oh, this this organization, Southwest Virginia Pride, you got to go to their event. It, it's phenomenal. It puts the other to shame. Why? I didn't know anything about it at the time. So that person told me about it. I'm absolutely looking forward to now knowing some people in the organization and joining you guys for the um, adopt a street cleaning that, that was, uh, I believe, last weekend. Yes. Um, right over on Taswell Avenue was was a great experience. I really got to interact with you guys. I got to meet a, a whole bunch of people. Um, and I know that's also something that will be uh, continuously occurring. Um, yes. The, the street cleaning. Four times a year. Uh, we plan to do another one in the spring. Uh, don't exactly have a date yet, but um, we'll definitely be putting that out there when we do and hopefully we can have the locked in every year for all those four times so we can have people in the community who would like to, such as yourself come out and volunteer if you'd like so i know uh this past saturday there were mainly the board of directors um and a few extra volunteers myself included and and i know of at least two others um but I know that 
you guys were discussing further volunteer opportunities, allowing, you know, getting the the information out there um, early enough to get more volunteers, more activity within our community to come out and and really help clean up the area. Yes, and we um, have recently acquired a new volunteer coordinator, and he's very, he's, he's quite a go-getter, and I believe that he's going to get us a whole slew of volunteers. He'll have his little black book of volunteers, <laughs> and that way we will always have, we will not want for volunteers, and, and it's a great way for people to come up in the community and meet each other to maybe make networking opportunities and or even just to be with other members of your community to to feel comfortable because i mean you can go to a party or you can go to a, a charity event or whatever but i mean your comfort level may or may not be there so i know when i used to volunteer this was back in 1995 in D.C. It was with a, a large organization um, that catered specifically to um, youth, those under 21, older than, uh, I believe, the, the minimum age was 14 at the time, um, strictly to kind of get some involvement in that community. And the backlash seemed to be just uh, momentous back then. And now... I'm I'm seeing in the in the very little bit of my involvement back in the community here, there seems to not be as much of a stigma or backlash. I'm glad to see that. It, it really I, I'm seeing more people within the the organization just since since I met you guys that seem to be accepting and want to give back to the community and roanoke as a whole is very accepting of our community i i don't agree with a a poll that was out there that said roanoke is not welcoming and even the director over at the um the drive-in center uh, are didn't agree with that so I know that in the past, and we're talking 30 years ago, Roanoke had that negative stereotype because of an event that was publicized um, within the media and within all of our, our collective history, both straight and um, the community itself, which encompasses so much, um, which is why I call it the, the rainbow community. But to see Roanoke and obviously this organization and certain others, um, um, Mr. Microphone and, uh, you know, the the other events that cater specifically to the LGBT community, to see them prospering as much as they are really makes me happy. I I could never even imagine. And of course, talking to you and, and hearing what you're telling us about this organization and about what you hope to achieve and what you want to achieve, 
it it's really giving me hope. Oh, and, and some of the people on the board would fall out of the chairs that heard me say this, but I want to see us get to a point where we have something every month of the year. I mean, I every would, month I would of the love year. for you guys to just say, hey, you know, I'm going to come on on uh, this day and tell you about what we have coming up this week or yeah. what we have this month or this, you know. Exactly. I mean, we, we've in the past, we've done movie nights, uh, partnered with um, uh, one of the chapels around town and they've done movie nights. I never a strong proponent of that. That's a great community outreach, a great way to give back. Everybody come in, just have a good time, relax, eat some popcorn and have a soda, have a good time. And I also, commonly use word of bonding experience. Yes. So I I'm I'm definitely down with that that movie night only because a it's it's a great way to meet people and b I haven't seen a movie in so freaking long. I would love to join you guys to see a movie. I can't remember the last time I went to the movies. It's just. Well, one, the cost alone, but it right. just, and, and, and time-wise, but it's just, and that way you feel comfortable around people in your own community. You just sit back, relax, and you can start crying at the movie or you're laughing at the movie or whatever you may be. So, and also, um, which is why we brought the whole idea of the picnic up, because it's another great way to give back to the community. Tell me more about the uh, the picnic. It's going to kind of be the go between for Pride, but after some of our like our cotillion and things like that, it kind of just ramps up our year for the whole Pride season, and where most of the organizations they. Some have actually geared away from it, but a lot of them, like uh, Charlottesville, um, Charlottesville, Richmond, D.C., um, there's, there's a couple others that are pretty insistent on having their pride on in June. Mm -hmm. But we don't do that. Uh, and I think it's great because that way it kind of pulls away and it shows, it, has, it gives us everybody something to look forward to like the picnic's going to get things ramped up everybody's going to be talking about pride and we're going to be doing little giveaways and just kind of a welcoming community feel to things i mean roanoke is not a small town by no by no means but it's not a huge city either so it's kind of in between and that way it has that in between feel so people still feel like it's a community welcoming base that is one thing that that I've really noticed within this area is it just seems welcoming and it seems like there's there's harmony within our community within the uh I I don't want to say the straight community but the the non rainbow umbrella community within you know so many different um racial and and socioeconomic factors that generally in the past have kept a lot of community support away from, you know, certain minority groups or fringe groups as, as we used to be considered. Yeah. It's, it's nice to see the acceptance 
and the level of acceptance where it is right now. Yes, and I, I'm hoping the day will come that this acceptance level is even higher than one that you could go somewhere where it was originally you would wanted to stay on the other side of the street for fear of, oh, if I walk across this road, what's going to happen? But, and then hopefully that will all change over time. This next generation, I, I have hope that they will kind of spearhead that. I absolutely agree with you. And in regards to, you know, what I've seen in the, the 40 plus years of, of being in our community, I remember when we were marginalized in, in the closet, um, told not to express ourselves, not to reveal who we truly were. And then in the 90s, it kind of became a little bit more accepting. And in the early 2000s, a little bit more accepting than, than it was in the 90s. And, you know, within the past 20 years, it it really just seems to have blossomed into more acceptance. Yes, and it's not a what's what was good way to put it. It's not a ter- terrible thing for it to come out to your family or to come out to to your friends or anything like that now because they're not gonna gonna chastise you like they would twenty years ago. Right. Uh, they're not gonna so, ostracize you and kick you out of the family like it was when obviously when we were kids. Yes. Um. Whereas I know. Um, my my daughter Kimberly, my son, you know they they've grown up with it being a little bit more accepting, and we used to live um, in a very conservative part of Virginia um, in Madison. And oh, yes, <laughs> you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and it wasn't accepted, but. You know, if you didn't flaunt it, you know, you weren't extremely um, flaunting of your lifestyle, of your, of your way. Everyone knew you. It was just a part of you that no one really cared about. They cared about you as a person. So, and that's that's one thing that I've noticed there. Whereas here, it seems like they could care less about you being flamboyant. They they embrace everything here. It's and I have a friend and it's always say, Oh, well, well, I can't be me. I said, Well, you know what? I said, you just have to be you. I said, doesn't mean I said you should not defining you just because you are bi or you are gay or you're or non-binary trans, da da da. It, it, that's not who you are. It's not. It's not the sim. The sign that you wear. It's just a part of you. Exactly. It's something that you are, but not what you are. So I'm. I'm glad to see it's a a lot more. Um, I want to say accepting and comfortable down here, uh, which is surprising, being further south. Um, so maybe there is hope. Now, I've found that if you go further into, as they call it, the deep south, um, it's a little less tolerant when you get to, like, the South Carolina, Georgia, places like that. But but here, it's we're, we're relatively 
relatively safe. I like, I like to think. I mean, our events, we we yes, we have the police there and all, but it's a rare time that we have ever had any problem. In fact, to recent memory, I can't remember us having any problems at all. Which is definitely a good thing to say. I mean, I I can't say for other events that I've been to that are um, Rainbow Umbrella uh, organized, I can't say that the police have not had uh, events arise that required their intervention. And, and that seems to be almost lacking here, which is good. I'm, I'm really glad. And that's not at all what I expected. Hey, exactly. And we're, um, and the, <laughs> the, the stigma that people in the LGBTQ uh, community are a bunch of club, club kids is, is what just irks me. I don't go clubbing. I don't go bar hopping. I don't do any of that. So don't sit there and and, and marginalize people in, uh, in our community by saying that's what we do when 1% of them do it. I can understand that um, that stereotype in the uh, you know late 60s when the, the Stonewall Inn riots I can understand that because it was such a hidden part of the community that that club idea, you know, the village people, you know, we we were all at at the the Blue Oyster Bar in in uh, the police academy, oh, movie. The police academy. Movie. You know? <laughs> Whereas now, I mean, you go to help Tropical Smoothie Cafe here in Roanoke, right on Brandon Avenue. And the chances of running into a gay, lesbian, transgender, you know, person are, you know, astronomical, astronomical. And, and it's acceptable, you know, whereas 30 years ago, you, you really, you kept that part of you separate. There are that uh, off the top of my head, I can count four different restaurants downtown in Roanoke that do drag shows. And, you know, that's that's one of the things that I really enjoy seeing. And, and that was one of the things that also got me um, to really notice Southwest Virginia Pride was how much the drag community is not, you know, depicted in the way it it is in other parts of the, of the country. You know, it's these are your friends, your neighbors, your, 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 uh, you know, relatives for, for whatever term you want to consider them part of your family, but they're accepting. They're not trying to, you know, in, involve themselves in the negative part of your community. They want to foster positivity. They, they're not telling you, Hey, you should support us because we're drag. We want my, to support you. My niece and nephew get the biggest kick out of it. My niece asks when the next, well, both my nieces ask when the next drag shows are. And because they're old enough to go, my nephew's not. He's only 14. I see, because he, he's like, because I said, no, you're not old enough yet. I said, 
but and my brother um, and his wife, my sister-in-law, they're very accepting. Um, my whole family is actually. And, so, and that's the way, you know, I, I really enjoy seeing how many families and people in general be, have become more accepting of those within those those fringe movements, if you will, um, are, are, are truly giving more people the chance and um, accepting them into the community. Now, beings as, you know, we're, we're almost out of time. I, you know, the, the, the interview is about to a, about a end in, in the next, you know, under 10 minutes. <clears throat> I would love for you to say whatever you want about what you have coming up, a little about you, the organization, what have you. And also, if you could, for those that are listening who might wish to join or volunteer, um, just some some information who they can contact within the organization. They can contact myself. They can contact, um, and of course, I'll uh, send you all my contact information as well as other people in organization that they can reach out to um they're welcome to go to our website fill out a volunteer form and our volunteer coordinator he'll he's very punctual he will get right back to them say hey what are you interested in doing are you interested in helping out with events you're interested in maybe helping us with mail letters or just what are you interested in doing within our organization um i do want to speak on real quick our next big event besides the spaghetti dinner is going to be our pride pageant right before um the um pride fest itself which is going to be on august 12 uh, excuse me no august 31st excuse me august 31st and it is also it is also going to be at the event war so another local event another yes. opportunity for a phenomenal entertainment experience drag show you know what whatever have you it's an entertainment experience absolutely and if anyone has any questions that they would like to ask me they're more they're curious about anything that we've talked about today they can reach out to me on my email it's community at southwest virginia or swvapride.org that's community at swvapride.org correct for outstanding. Nick, I can't even thank you enough for being a part of the show and, and sharing some of that, that insight. Glad to do it. I would love to get with you again after uh, the cotillion, maybe even, you know, a couple weeks down the line. Oh, absolutely. The pipeline. And I'll, um, what I'll do is I could schedule a time myself and maybe Dewey, our vice president, and possibly Alex to all three of us come on absolutely you guys have carte blanche you're welcome to come on the show anytime and i'm sure that the people listening even though there's few and far between but i'm sure that they would also like to know what's out there who's involved and how maybe they can get involved or those closest to them can get involved this is as far as i can see not a organization that you know hides 
you know, keeps keeps the numbers down, keeps themselves hidden so that yeah. they can do the most good. They you guys seem to want, you know, more involvement. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. The more involvement, the better. <laughs> outstanding. Well, let's hope that we can boost those numbers up, get people involved, get the the events absolutely stock to the rafters and get you guys even further out of the convention center within the next three years just like you were saying you've already outgrown the war memorial in in the three years that you guys have been around so i'm definitely looking forward to it i'm very excited oh great so i'm i'm you know you guys have got a volunteer and supporter for life so Perfect. Hopefully everyone out there that's listening that has heard those words coming from you, hopefully they want to get involved too and can boost some of that morale that we're talking about. And that's exactly what we're out to do is boost morale of the community. I would absolutely love to see it. And you absolutely have my support. So I thank you for taking the time to, to do the interview with me today and be on the show. And again, the Lesby Friends podcast is absolutely supportive of Southwest Virginia Pride. You're welcome to visit Southwest Virginia Pride. You're welcome to look them up, find out what they do, or even contact Mr. Nick here at community at swvapride.org. Thank you again so much, and I look forward to hearing from you again. Thank you. This has been the Lesby Friends Podcast, and I've been your host, Jocelyn Abrams. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to you listening again on the next show. Remember, email me with your questions, comments, concerns, or stories at lesbyfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And remember, the next story that we may feature on the show could be yours.